This week, I was thinking about a trip that I took to Pentagon City Mall in the late 90s with my grandmother to have lunch with my uncle. His office was just down the street from the mall, and so he met us uh, for lunch. I don't remember the name of the restaurant, uh, but this is what I remember most from that day. After we had finished eating, we rode down one of the escalators to the main level of the mall so that we could exit and return to our vehicles. Without warning, though, the escalator jolted, halted, stop. My uncle and I, pretty average-sized guys, we were doing what my mother had always taught me to do, which was to hold on to the railing as you go down the escalator, and we simply jolted forward a bit. My grandmother, though, stubborn as she is, was not holding on to the rail, and so she flew forward into the arms of a service member who was returning to the Pentagon after having lunch with his family. Now, she wasn't disappointed to fall into the arms of a man in uniform, but he was quite surprised. You could say that this was the this first disciples' experience following Jesus. Up to this point in the gospel, which Stacy read for us, the gospel or the disciples' experience following Jesus was as though they were riding an escalator that changed speeds, directions, and at times shut off altogether without much warning. One minute the disciples were watching feedings and healings. Miraculous things were happening before their eyes. And the next, Jesus was talking about suffering, death, and, and rejection. One minute they're walking along Jesus by the sea, hearing about the glories of the kingdom of heaven. And then the next, they were being chastised for not paying attention closely enough. Their experiences in the world had been etched into their brains. And those experiences often contradicted with what Jesus was telling them. Giving up the ways of the world was easier said than done for the disciples 2,000 years ago. And giving up the ways of the world is easier said than done for disciples in 2021. Every time Jesus' teachings and actions contradicted what the disciples thought they knew, they experienced the jolting, the abruptness of an escalator slamming stop, and then, well, changing directions altogether. Confusing, disorienting, and abrupt. Our scripture reading this morning is the second time the Gospel of Mark records Jesus delivering the confusing, disorienting, and abrupt news that the culmination of his ministry, all of the work that he will do over three years, would end on a cross, preceded by suffering, humiliation, and rejection. Just a chapter earlier, just last week, Jesus said that he would undergo, he must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the priests, the scribes. And then after being rejected, he would be killed, but three days rise again. Jesus, in our scripture reading this morning, echoed those words, saying that he would be betrayed into human hands. They would kill him. And after three days, he would rise again. 
the disciples were afraid, like Miss Linnea pointed to, to ask for clarification in both instances. Last week, Peter was called Satan, and this week, the disciples just kept quiet and then argued amongst themselves. Living under the rule of Pax Romana, peace in Rome, the disciples knew exactly what Jesus meant when he said he would suffer and experience humiliation and rejection. And then Jesus threw in the bit about the cross. Roads throughout the empire were lined with crosses, with dissenters and troublemakers nailed to them, slowly dying, made an example of in their final moments. Their clothing, along with their humanity, was stripped away. That is the fate that Jesus pointed towards. As confusing, disorienting, and abrupt as Jesus' declaration was, he did not leave the disciples to figure it out, to reorient themselves. And their declaration to seek first after Jesus had sought them out, Jesus invited each of those disciples to a new way of living. The disciples were told that if they wanted to be first, to be the greatest, they must become a servant of all. And that they must welcome kids, children. I mean, those two things don't make perfect sense, but hey, they make more sense than most of the parables Jesus told throughout his ministry. Yet to be a servant of all, and welcoming of children in the first century was confusing, disorienting, and abrupt. In order to undomesticate the, the gospel, we must know in 2021 that in the first century, the servant of all was the servant who ate, received their daily bread required for mere survival after Everyone in the home, including the children and the other servants, had had their fill. The servant of all is the recipient of the leftovers and the scraps wanted by no one else. These servants, along with children, were people of no, zero social standing. So I'm sorry, kids, it doesn't matter how cute or well-mannered you are. 2,000 years ago, your social standing added up to a big goose egg. Jesus told his disciples that was the cost of being the greatest. And then and now that cost is confusing, disorienting, and abrupt when compared to the ways of the world. These disciples, they could not catch a break. We read the Gospels and at times it, it appears that the disciples just did not get it. They would say the wrong things at the wrong time. After seeing Jesus in our scripture reading today, take a child into his arms. A few weeks from now, they will prevent children from coming to him. They were anxious and afraid while at sea when they should have been, like Jesus asleep on the boat, maybe leaving one person awake to steer. The disciples continually misunderstood Jesus' actions and teachings, resulting in them playing their, placing their apostolic feet in their mouths. 
we might roll our eyes and scoff at their inability to seek first and ask questions later. Yet, these disciples are the apostolic mirror through which we locate ourselves in this story. Their missteps are our missteps. Their feet-in-the-mouth moments of embarrassment are our moments. Their confusion, disorienting, and abrupt mistakes and misreadings of Jesus based on their experiences of the world mirror the confusion, disorientation, and abruptness each of us will feel when Jesus calls us away from the ways of the world and invites us after seeking us first to seek him to follow him just as the first disciples did and just as disciples have done for centuries and this friends is where we find Christ's good news if the disciples are indeed a mirror to us if their mistakes are our own mistakes we can take heart we don't have to live in fear because through the life death and resurrection of Christ we just like the first 12 have been claimed and redeemed like them called away from their families and their occupations we have been set to a new task we've been set to simply follow to seek to follow Jesus where he leads us individually of course but also as a community as a community we cannot follow Jesus without those he has sent to us welcoming every single one who walks through the doors or comes across our path while we're in town and as individuals we cannot follow Jesus without the community he has sent us to Jesus blew the first disciples understanding and expectations of the Messiah out of the water they expected someone who would overthrow the empires of the world come in kicking a and taking names and like the first 12 Jesus has blown our own expectations of the Messiah out of the water in doing so an invitation to seek him out has been extended to all of us regardless of our ability to make sense of him or even where he sends us in the church we call this grace and grace is confusing disorienting and abrupt as confusing disorienting and abrupt as an escalator throwing your grandmother 15 feet forward into the arms of an officer in one of the branches of the military but that very same grace is also amazing I offer it to you in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit Amen <laughs>